0: So make it a clever intro
1: listen man they're all clever because i act like we're not recording oh hey are we recording <laughs> okay it's going off track i'm steven this is brad this is jonah mike is off working doing whatever that means today's guest is trevor moore you might know him from the whitest kids you know you might know him from the show breaking in you might know him from the movie miss march or you might just be meeting him right now on this very podcast entitled going off track trevor is super funny And has written funny things and is touring right now on his new record, Drunk Text to Myself, which he talks about in this podcast. Trevor falls in that category of professional people who um, are constantly doing things and creating things and seem very ambitious and make me feel bad about my own laziness and why I watch television. I'm getting kind of annoyed of talking to these people.
0: Yeah, they are. uh, They are making me feel like I'm not doing enough.
1: But you see, you are. You got, you're doing this plus you have the gig running the studio setting things out and also you guys are guitar players and this is this is where I find that people can one meditate we talk about that with other people but if you can make yourself practice guitar or any musical instrument I should say I can't no
0: well <laughs> how'd you learn to play? Oh well, I hadn't had sex with a woman yet, and I was seeing that that as the light at the end of the tunnel.
2: Yeah, it's so hard to practice as an adult when you have other <laughs> stuff to do. When I was a teenager, I was like, I don't have to do homework. <laughs> like, I'm not like I can't afford to eat if I don't like. So I was just like, i was gonna play guitar all day. Exactly. And I feel like I didn't get much better from the time I was like no, 17 to no now. Probably, I'm probably worse now. Just playing open you went to tuning. Freaking Berkeley, you talked about that. Yeah. I did like a five week class there, but I definitely wasn't like there were all these dudes that were like in the dream theater that were shredding i mean i'm like i'm like a i'm an okay guitar player i can hold my own but i'm definitely not like a virtuoso you you don't have any ingvay records i do i have some ingvay <laughs> stuff i can never really play it though i remember i almost <laughs> bought a guitar with scallop frets Oh, <laughs> and I, I i like literally so was like this is cool and yeah looking back i what did what is ha- that um mm. this is a thing ingvay did where you scoop out the fret so that... It's so like, that it's really so that ugly, you Uglier can play than normal. faster theoretically because you're not like pressing. It, it I don't know like, but I did have Billy Ugh. Sheehan from Mr. Big had a signature Yamaha bass that I that I owned. That was actually a really cool bass. It was blue and it had this weird reflective pickguard, but it was actually and it ha- actually had some scalp frets on it. <laughs> you can look it up, but it was actually like it was a little ridiculous. But then I like got into hardcore and everyone's like, "Dude, are you serious with that bass?" <laughs> like I had. So I had to get rid of it.
0: Jonah just basically sat here and told us his, about his infatuation with Tupperware. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> as far as... <laughs> well, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> just emasculated yourself in front of me. So, so I had a Mr. Are you saying Big men bit? can't be into Tupperware?
2: That's very
1: sexist of you. Uh, You're
2: saying men can't be into Mr. Big? Scalloped frets.
1: Scalloped frets, yeah. Mr. Big with, with um, Billy Sheehan and... Um, and Mr. Big. <laughs> and Paul Paul, Paul Gilbert. Gilbert from Racer X. Yes. Another guitar player's nerd band. He is
2: a nerd band. I, uh, I got an email about him recently about a camp he was doing, and I forwarded it instantly to going off track former guest John Worcester. <laughs> <laughs> and that dude replied with... I can't remember what he said, but it was like the funniest thing ever. I feel like whenever I get a weird press release, I send it to him, and he's always online and always has like the funniest reply
1: speaking of funny Trevor Moore
0: so what's up with the food burning because that's what they're doing in my neighborhood
1: food burning the that seems just rude the the
0: the 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 more serious Jews as I'll call them because I don't think they're all Hasidics but they're definitely serious they get these big barrels and they start the morning burning like – it seems like they're burning cheap Chinese furniture So, because the neighborhood just smells like smoke and like burnt glue. And then as the day progresses, they bring out food and burn it. And I think that that's what they're supposed to be burning. The wood is just to get the fire started. So this
3: Is just for fun or – It's to rub it into the homeless people. They, say. they burn like
0: candy and
2: stuff. <laughs> I think that's some kind know. of ritual sacrifice. It's not, <laughs> not a part of the typical
1: Jewish custom. It's Burning making,
0: food? I've always Customs wondered. That's
1: very wasteful. That kind of goes against it when you think about it. I don't, I don't know. I
0: think it's supposed man. to be like goyim food or something. Yeah.
1: Speaking of goyim, Trevor Morris is here. Hey, <laughs> what a good intro. <laughs> you like that? Uh, comedian, writer, television filmmaker from whitest kids you know, Miss March. And a very very good television show with Christian Slater that I enjoyed. Oh, you, oh, yeah! Thank you. Yeah, I thought that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and uh, it came and came back and went away and came back and went away. Yeah, it had a it yeah. had a really weird
3: uh, life. It yeah. was. Uh, it, it got picked up, then it didn't get picked up. Yeah. Then it got. Then they put it on, and then they canceled it, mm-hmm. and then they brought it back, and then they changed the cast, and then they canceled it. So. it must have been on Fox. Yeah, it was
1: <laughs> yeah. breaking in, right? Yeah, breaking okay. in. Mm-hmm. In my head, I was thinking break, broken in, and I'm like, if I say that, I'm gonna just look a tool. So I have to keep talking until I remember correctly the title that I just said I was a fan of. But I did. I watched all the episodes. It was good. Ah, thanks. Then the one uh, actor, she went to House. Yeah, and then House went away, and I was like, oh, rough break.
3: Yeah, well, <clears> that, that was like one of the times they canceled it. So she went to House, and
1: then they it was very tumultuous. That's not the right no, concept, it's not. In but the we'll, word. we'll take it. <laughs> So last time I spoke to you was, I think, Miss March. It just I out. guess so, is yeah. Is that right?
3: Yeah. It was like four years ago.
1: Yeah. wow, That was that long ago? Yeah. That was 2009. Sweet Lord. And there's a, a fan... Did you see Miss March? No, I didn't. Very funny. Man, Craig Robinson is so funny oh, in that He's that awesome. movie. Um, he plays a character named um, horsedick.mpeg. And he's a... He's a rapper. He's a rapper. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's there's a scene in the movie, and I think it's just the best way to open a podcast involving a gentleman awaking from a coma and all the excrement that's been stored up in him just <laughs> flying out and i i said that just that was so over the top it cracked me up and you said and i quote yeah we use cgi <laughs> i was very excited about yeah that. for real yeah you cgi'd poop
3: yep. <laughs> yep. i don't think that's what happens if someone is in a coma though it doesn't just store up inside of them no like, we didn't do a lot of medical research before right and that uh, nope <laughs>
1: Now, um, so you're from Charlottesville? Yeah. Right on. Good town. Yeah. I love it. Great town to grow. I'm from Northern Virginia. Okay, where? At Springfield. Okay. So I've been down to Charlottesville many, many times. Yeah. Uh, plan nine records. Yeah. Yep. Good store. So how did, so you grow, so you were born there. Did you move around a lot or born and raised in Charlottesville? Uh, no,
3: I, I was born in Jersey. Um, but then I, uh, my parents moved down there and my parents were Christian folk singers. Mm. So I grew up on like a tour bus. Really? Yeah. Uh, we traveled around the country and, uh, I, we did that till I was like 12. Wow. Yeah.
1: What did they have a title was at a group was it was just- called
3: mickey and becky moore that was like my mom and dad's names so but yeah they had like the number two christian rock song in the country in like the 80s and stuff so we like really yeah traveled around a whole bunch and- did you ever perform
2: with
0: them
3: <laughs> yeah when i was a little kid they uh that was part of the the bit the act they don't call it a bit but like uh <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, but uh uh yeah i'd come up and i'd sing one of the songs and then like when I, it was around the age of like six or seven i was like i don't want to do this anymore so i quit <laughs> This little light of mine gets old real quick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow, so they toured all over the country? Yeah, yeah. You were rocking in a tour bus at that age. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I lived in a motorhome. Wow. Yeah. And so were you, uh, was it any specific kind of Christianity? Was it evangelical, fundamentalist? Or? Yeah, I was evangelical. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Boy, those kind of concerts must have been. Yeah, That's I, the word I'm looking well, for. What is the word you're looking for? Re- revivals. Re- That's the word I'm looking yeah, for. They, yeah, they, they, it was like a would, revival.
3: Yeah, they would play big like festivals, and there would be all sorts of uh, like crazy people, like uh, snake I mean, handlers. Please, no, no, not like that. Damn. Not like that. I mean, there would be every now and then. Um, you know, my uh, uh, we had a Satanist guy come uh, to live with us uh, when I was a kid for kicks. Uh, no, they, my my parents were trying to like witness to him. And I guess Satanism was like big in the eighties. So they like brought, yep. they, uh, <laughs> they, uh, so they had the Satanist guy come to live with us and, uh, and I was a kid and like, so I just thought the guy was weird. And, um, and so he had this room downstairs and then one day there's this big like break like sound like this big crash and they went down and, and like his bed was broken. Uh, and he was like, demons came in and they broke my bed. And then my parents were like, "Well, I, I, think, <laughs> I think you broke your bed." <laughs> like, <laughs> so he, he get kicked out. Yeah.
0: Can you get the demons to pay for it? <laughs> it's a
3: great idea. You know, I <laughs> just start being like, "Oh, demons ate all of the." <laughs> Between
0: cereal. like being born again and Satanism, you could get away with pretty much anything
1: okay. yeah it's all about passing blame I to get into this man i need a pillow top mattress why well the demons say without it my back will be too straight and i should be uncomfortable wow that's insane yeah. and i mean insane in a very nice compassionate way towards people of faith yeah so when you had the satanist live in your house was that the moment you decided comedy is the way for me no i just i uh it was much
3: after that i just uh kind of accepted it all as like, you know, that's what happens around here. When did it start for you? Um, I don't know. I guess around 12, I started really liking, um, getting into comedy or realizing that comedy was a thing mm-hmm. that you could do as a job. I think like Weird Al was like one of the first people that was like, oh, that's all this. this what this guy does for uh, work. He's you know? the
1: gateway, man. Me too.
3: So many people like, yeah, yeah. especially like, I think our age, like everybody like kind of, he's their first. The commute. first cassette I ever bought was
1: Dare to be Stupid. Yeah and it's, uh, it's a good record <laughs> it sounds very good it's solid holds yeah. up Holds it up. still holds up because yeah. yoda to the kinks lola will never get old yeah <laughs> never get old
3: you know what's crazy about weird out is every i think this is true um but every album he ma- puts out does better than the last one like he has this weird arc where like you know it just they just keep selling more and more and more because people are so like die hard that they keep buying his old fans keep buying his new stuff but then he just keeps making new fans because he's parodying whatever the pop thing of the time is so it just keeps it's like a
2: yeah that's a really smart way to kind of stay relevant yeah yeah (laughs) he's smart yeah (laughs) did you ever see him perform
3: yeah i saw him once at um uh at the greek in uh, los angeles it was insane. Yeah, it's great. It was like three and a half hours long. I counted 17 costume changes. Mm-hmm. It was, it was <laughs> ridiculous. And then he does sketches in between the
1: film sketches.
3: Yeah. Like he shows videos like where he does fake interviews with people and yeah. stuff. Oh, they're so funny. Yeah.
1: Takes found footage and then inserts his stuff. Like, you know, you're kind of dumb, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Okay, so Weird Al. Who else? Who are other comedy guys? Uh,
3: Monty Python. Was like a huge thing. Oh. I'm, I'm unfamiliar.
1: Oh, it's it's really good. It's oh, like a
3: no. uh, it's like a British. Are Live? they Canadian? Or whatever? <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, canada British. They're like the other Canadians. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Like the original at... British. The
1: original Canadians. Oh, I right. get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> They're old school Canadians. Canadian OGs. I didn't think they were for real. <laughs> yeah, I remember that when you get when you get into Monty Python. It usually, in, I remember my dad watching it before I saw the Holy Grail. Yeah. That's yeah. how I got into it. Yeah. My dad would turn me on to it. Oh, my dad would turn around and say, Why are you awake? Because <laughs> it was on late at night on PBS. Right. Yeah. And my, then-
3: my parents wouldn't let me watch like much television at all. Really? Like, you know, but that was okay. That, I think it was because it was PBS and That's hilarious. It, that's
0: totally how I got into it too. Yeah. Because we were allowed to watch like very minimal TV, but Almost anything on PBS was fair yeah. game, and
3: it was all British accents, so it all seemed smart. And a lot of it was about history, so it seemed it just went under the radar. Where that was
1: okay for us. <laughs> We're learning about the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, funny. Yeah. Did they? No one expects the Spanish. Was there a Inquisition? lot of limiting of like you know reading and television and movies and things growing up? Oh yeah, yeah,
3: really? yeah. yeah. They just like anything with if it said like damn, I wasn't supposed to watch Whoa. it. Yeah, pretty strict. Wow. Yeah.
1: So what? What did you watch as a child?
3: Um I just I had this dog that was cool so I, like <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> um, I I just uh you yeah, watch my python and that's about
1: it. Wow. Yeah. Star Wars. I watch Star Wars a lot. Oh yeah, they allow that. Because <laughs> yeah. the force, you know, is god, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> No, now, now it's midi-chlorians in your blood. Yeah, now I, they got science into it now. Nah, I blew it. <laughs> I totally blew it. I'm taking us down a bad path here with that. Should avoid that immediately. <laughs> so the before Whitest Kids started, where would you go to school? Uh, I went to the school in, uh, in New York, uh, School of Visual Arts. Okay, mm-hmm. right on. And were you doing comedy then as well? Because I remember talking to you guys and asking about improv and UCB and stuff, and I think the whole group went, nope.
3: <laughs> yeah, we had a weird kind of path where we um, started doing sketch at the School of Visual Arts and we would just uh, do everything as like a school club. Um, like we found, we founded Whitest Kids as a SVA club because um, we'd get like $700 a month, uh, $700 a semester. Um, from the school board. Uh, So we would just spend it on like beer and cigarettes and stuff. Genius. So so we were doing like shows once a month at school, but we never did the whole UCB Mm -hmm. route. Um, They've they've always been really nice to us. Like when we were uh, um, up for... Going to the Aspen Comedy Awards when they were thinking about having us, the UCB let us do our show at their theater, um, and I do uh, shows at the UCB theater in L.A. all the time. But none of us ever took any of the classes,
1: right? Yeah. Now, when uh, I want to keep jumping back about you know how you grew up and things, was there? You know, every teen rebels. <clears throat> that must have been. Did you rebel? Did you rebel hard against your Christian folk singer parents? I mean, I I
3: I don't know. I never like. I never was like, I'm rebelling, but like, you know, I mean, from the show I make, you know, and I guess I did rebel, like, to a
1: certain extent. Yeah. Did uh, you store it up and wait till you went to the School of Visual Arts? Because that seems very progressive of your parents to support that.
3: Well, they were weird. They were like, you know, they were very strict, but then they also weren't strict in some ways. Like, I never had a curfew, which was bizarre. Like, Hmm. you know, and um, I started doing a public access show when I was like 16 and I did that all the time and I stopped coming home because um, I would sleep at public access or I'd sleep at my dad's office in town and then I'd go to school so I'd come home like three nights a week.
1: Your dad in an office? He, they'd stop being the folks on your Yeah, they
3: stopped doing that around when I was like 12. Okay. Um, so he was a graphic designer and I would just like crash at his office and then go to school in the morning and then go back to public access after school and you know so they were kind of hands off in some areas but you know then very very strict in others. So. What
1: was the public access show?
3: Uh it was just it was me just going around kind of just messing with people in town like I'd do sketches but then I'd also just p- kind of prank call people and uh just kind of hide cameras places and and just mess with people and it got bought actually I did it till I was like 18 uh and it was really popular with the UVA crowd um and so then uh this guy who owned a bunch of Pax television affiliates yeah uh he bought the show uh and put it on his station so for a year um, after high school, I got paid just to make my TV show. What was it called? It was called The Trevor Moore Show. And then, uh... Good name. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <I> mean, <laughs> um, and then I, that got canceled because PAX was a very Christian family, you yes. know, network. So Whoops. Yeah. So your parents were
1: stoked. Oh, he's on the Christian network. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what he's doing over there? <coughs> yeah. So what oh, was shit. it
2: like when you kind of showed up at SVA? Kind of, was it overwhelming to kind of be away from home? Or was it just like typical college
3: it was fine. No, I didn't find it that overwhelming. Like, I, you know, traveled a lot, you know, because we were on the road a bunch. And then, you know, I would come up here a, a lot. When my, my dad used to do work up here. So I'd always come up with him and, you know, again, with them kind of being strict in some areas and not strict in others. he'd we, I'd come into the city with him and then he was going to be doing business uh, meetings all day. So then he'd just give me money. Like, here's like $40 meet me back here at the end of the night and i just walk around new york um as like a kid like by myself <laughs> um, did they just think god was watching
1: you like god I, maybe a, i don't uh, know
3: like or they're just like uh you know faith will keep him safe yeah or i could have been really annoying and they're like no one's gonna want to molest that kid that
1: kid's unmolestable that one <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's terrible and funny <laughs> Show title, unmolested. Yeah, we have to call this unmolested <laughs> Un- with Trevor Moore <laughs> on well, we PAX. Show
0: titles, and then we never actually <laughs> it,
1: so. <laughs> so you're just wandering around New York for years, and then did you decide this is where I wanted to go to school?
3: Yeah. I, I always, was, like, love New York, so a lot of people
1: have that same feeling yeah especially if you like
3: come from the middle of nowhere like you know because i didn't live in charlotte so i lived about 30 miles out of charlotte and like louisa which Mm -hmm. is like nothing there Mm -hmm. like you know it's a mile to your next neighbor oh yeah so uh you know the the contrast of going from there to new york it was like this is amazing
1: and especially living out there yeah you do a cable access show because you're bored oh yeah and you're not allowed to watch TV, so you've got to make something you can watch. I wonder watch. if anyone's done this before, because <laughs> I've never seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you. So you show up in college, you've already done a thousand times more than anyone who's just started college, having a cable access show, mm-hmm. doing your own comedy stuff. Oh, it was bought by a cable network. Uh, it's happened to no one here. Right. presently and so they let me skip a year
3: <laughs> what they let me skip a year really yeah because uh they were like well you don't need introduction of video you know or any of that stuff so i got to skip a bunch of classes which did you
1: nice. edit everything yourself yeah that's mm-hmm. great yeah you're one of these smart, ambitious people. Uh,
3: yeah. I love editing. Editing is actually one of my favorite things. Wow. to do. Like uh, These music videos that I'm doing for this album, mm-hmm. it was cool because I got to edit them again. Oh, wow. Which was nice because I haven't edit. I, I uh, wanted to edit like the Whitest Kids stuff, mm-hmm. but we, you just can't with like the schedule that you're on because you, mm-hmm. they have to be cutting them while you're shooting. And um, mm-hmm. so it was nice to be able to go back and edit some of these things.
1: So Whitest Kids started as the group at SVA, mm-hmm. and then you started doing sketches around town... And how long was it? How long was Whiteus Kids doing things before Aspen? Uh,
3: well, the group's founded in two thousand. Okay. Um, at school, and then uh, we around two thousand four. We started doing um, a weekly show at Pianos, mm-hmm. uh, and it was we just try to write a new show every week. Um, so then people started coming back, and we kind of got a good following from that, because you could go every week and there'd be something new. Um, and then I think we did Aspen in 2006, so it was about a two-year two year window of us uh, just playing Pianos every week. And, uh, and that's how we got to go on
1: Fuse. Dude, I heard, I heard just rumblings of it. <clears throat> and at the time... Uh, when there was this great year at Fuse where uh, Jen Caserta was running it. Yeah, she's the best. She's the greatest human being ever. Yeah, And diehard Misfits fan, by the way. Really? Yeah, super big Danzig fan. That's interesting. interesting. It's hilarious. So she, hearing rumblings about it, and I remember working there going, comedy show. Okay. And I found one of the scripts, and I got, it was just like lying around. Oh, was really? Somebody left it at a copier, and I was like, mm-hmm. I took them and I read them on, I was like, dude, these guys are really funny. (laughs) And then I went down and then I talked to the crew because we were, you guys took over the set and the studio and everything. yeah, yeah. And so we weren't shooting anything. We were out in the field for a while. So I remember sneaking in and walking around and I saw the the set for, I guess, the the astronaut takeoff. Yeah. The one. Man, that's so funny. That was a crazy set. Yeah. It was like a huge cylinder and we only got one take at it.
3: Really? Yeah, because it was the – the sketch uh, is is uh, it's we're in a space shuttle uh, like facing up in the air like we're about to take off and then I'm like eating all this food. It's a really simple idea where it's just eating all this food, but it's just falling down and getting on everybody. But because <laughs> of the the uh, reset time that it would take and, and we were shooting like a lot of sketches every yes. day on that thing that we only had one shot to do
1: it. Uh, so you drop a gallon jug of milk like on one of the dudes. Yeah, it hits Darren right in the chest. Yeah. It's, very, very, very funny, yeah, <laughs> oh, it killed me. It was great to see that, and you worked with did Dave Diabetti shoot those? um did he direct those with you guys I, I
3: don't know, I don't know that he he might have directed the the stage direction. Mm-hmm. Like for the in-studio stuff. Oh no! Wait, you got no wait. You directed. Yeah, you directed. There was yeah. a guy who was doing kind of the cam calling the camera shots yes. on the stage. That yeah. was really weird because we never. That was the only time we shot like in a studio like that. Mm-hmm. Was that very first like two weeks that we were uh, that we were doing it? And then everything else we moved to just be on right. location for mm-hmm. the rest of the series.
1: How many of the sketches? Because why? Because would you do a lot of YouTube stuff before?
3: Yeah, we would put like um, that was something that really kind of helped us out a lot was that youtube started i guess i think youtube started around 2003 but it was like right around that time and um uh when we started doing uh uh those shows at pianos Mm. so we would put our videos up on our website and then kids would put them up on youtube like to this day we don't have an official youtube channel like we've just never we just let other people put them up which isn't a really good idea but um <laughs> but like we had all we would get all these views and it's just from you know people putting them like uh up and that's kind of how like we got like word of mouth going around because so.
1: i think it was the saturday one was the first one i saw yeah. on youtube so he wakes up in the morning on saturday but he's a grown man he's like it's saturday yeah and starts running all over the place and his wife is nonplussed. yes <laughs> I mean, yeah we did that before we had yeah show. yeah while before and you guys won aspen right yeah yeah 2006 yeah. 2006 aspen oh it's so great how many seasons of whitest kids were on ifc uh f- four and then one on fuse yes. so we ended up doing five seasons so. yeah it was it was the same company for a while yeah, yeah. They're, they're not the same company anymore no they? well it's it's a weird like one of those business they split it off so fuse is part of msg which is still under jim dolan's banner but right cable but few but ifc is part of script called rainbow media right so it's like fuse went over here and then ifc and amc just started doing nothing cool <laughs> nothing interesting <to> <laughs> what mad men and breaking bad make you snore Rad? breaking
0: just, i hadn't said anything I'm, just <laughs>
1: what, I'm here i'm here i just i
2: just watch true tv and spike now Boy, yeah <laughs> yeah I just did a pilot. I'm doing a really? pilot right
3: now for true t v um I just uh we just shot it and now we're really? editing it yeah what's the idea it's a hidden it's all hidden camera
2: i I got really into Impractical jokers
1: too, watch oh, it's, that show? It's a
3: really funny show. it's pretty funny, yeah, it's like really fast jokes on yeah it. yeah
1: the guy who runs true t v was the one of the dudes who ran fuse years ago, really He's the guy that changed the name. I didn't know that the guy named Mark juris, huh. Yeah, he's it a, used to be Court TV, right? Used to be Court TV. No? Really, just, I didn't you, know that. You, yeah, switched that's what true it, was. you switched it to True, T R U, because the E would confuse everyone. I have no idea <laughs> how that works. So wait, you did a pilot for True TV? Yeah, and then you got the record. Yeah, I'm coming out
3: there? Yeah, uh, uh, that comes out today. Actually. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh,
2: thanks for coming
1: by. Oh no yeah. problem, Brad. You got to post this quick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. Can you post this? <laughs> how long you been working on the record?
3: Um, a while. Like I, uh, started writing it, I guess about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I recorded it last summer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just been doing music videos for it. Like, and they had a a new music video just came out today. And so, uh, and you're writing and directing all those. Yeah. Yeah. And editing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's been, it's been fun. Yeah. I, um, you know, I, I would do two or three songs a year um on whitest kids Mm -hmm. like that was part of the season like there'd be two or three music videos so i just kind of went to comedy central and was like i'd like to do like an album that's not one genre like it's like you know rap country dubstep um you know metal and they were like sure go do it so that's all it takes Yeah,
2: did (laughs) did you play the instruments or did you bring in other people? Or
3: no, I I worked with these guys, uh, the Elegant Two. Um, They're like New York guys. They uh, did a whole bunch of. They do a lot of the music for Bob's Burgers. Um, They've worked with They Might Be Giants. Um, They, uh, you remember the band Skeleton Key? Yes. Uh, One of the guys, Chris Maxwell, was from that band. Oh, really? Did you ever see
2: that video they did? They did this video. I think it was them with Brian Posehn, where they have like a budget.
1: And they like never mind, if you didn't see it, no, but it's I, really funny. Uh, huh. That's it that sounds like they're cool. an awesome band. It's not that this isn't metal song the no. was saying. Okay. No. So you got those dudes who come in and write songs. Yeah.
3: And they're <laughs> I mean, they I worked with them through Whitest Kids too. Like, you know, they would do the music like uh in Whitest Kids. So mm-hmm. I would like write the songs and like hum the melodies into like onto an MP three file and then email it to them. Because I was in New York, in LA, and they were in New York, and then they start working on the music, and then came in here, and we just recorded it over like two weeks. And
1: so to get and, a record on Comedy Central, you just ask them, and then to write the songs, you just hum them. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> I think that's how that's how music works. That's how it works. Right? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: That's neat.
0: <laughs> I've been overproducing for a long time. Yeah.
1: Just turn all this stuff off, man. Yeah. I know. We need half of this. When did why does kids end end uh Two thousand eleven. just you guys decided run was done or
3: yeah, it was kind of like we you know had done five seasons um and uh it seemed to be like when all the other comedy troops stopped doing shows like a lot of comedy troops ended five seasons mm-hmm. um and we were sort of like you know we don't want to get to the point where okay, this is another sketch about a wife cheating on a husband kind of thought you know we're mm-hmm. gonna start reusing like ideas and so we kind of uh had, had been toying around with this idea of doing like this just movies so we did the civil war on drugs i don't know if you saw mm-hmm. that uh, the, the last season that we did we uh took we made a feature-length feature, mo- fe- feature length film and chopped it up and put 10 minutes in every episode. Ah, nice. So then when you finish the whole season, you know, we had this whole feature-length film about the Civil War that we had done. Uh, and we really liked that. And so what we wanted— I
1: saw a couple of Civil War sketches.
3: Yeah. Well, we do a lot of stuff. Mm. kind of have an obsession with the Civil War. Uh, you from Virginia? Yeah. That's mm, yeah. that's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> So, you know, we kind of wanted to move more towards, you know, doing just, if we did another season where we just wanted to make it two movies where it splits up and, you know, half of the episode is one movie, half is another. And I think, you know, IFC was not, you know, crazy about that idea. And, you know, we were, it was just kind of like, everybody was like, all right, let's just move, move on. And uh, so now we're writing another Whitest Kids film that's kind of in that vein Ah, of uh, the Civil War on Drugs, yeah.
1: Fair enough. Mm. So the, grou- uh, the group is still together, You're just not yeah. doing
3: the television thing. That's good. Yeah, okay. we're in the middle of like a 30-city tour right now. Like we just did the Gramercy last night.
1: That's the thing. You guys, I remember when you toured for Fuse. Yeah. And I saw you at um, South by Southwest. Yeah. Well, I heard you. There was a lot of people there I couldn't quite see.
3: That was nuts yeah. uh, when we toured for Fuse because we didn't have a TV show yet. And... Um they were like you guys should <laughs> they like you guys should go and open for Flogging Molly for six weeks uh, <laughs> on the road. And everyone who goes to see Flogging Molly, that's their favorite band. Yeah, like, those, I was gonna say those fans. They're all drunk. They're all like, you know, uh, fighty guys. Yeah. Too. yeah. Um <laughs> so, it's like soccer chants. Like, so for six weeks this is what happened. Like we were just going around the country and there's a soccer chance, like, oh hey. Oh, hey. People like like stomping the floor, waiting for Flag and Molly to come out, and so then we'd come out, and we don't have a show or anything yet. So we're like, "Hi, uh, you guys ready to see Flag and Molly?" And it was like, "Ah!" And we're like, "Okay, well, first we're gonna do some sketches. I'm a girl, and he's a guy. He's my date in this, and then like people would just be like whipping bottles at us." And stuff. Like, so. <laughs> like literally, like five dates into it, we were just kind of like, "This is not working." Like we have to change everything. So I would just like come out uh, and just start drinking whiskey on stage, <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Yeah!" Let me throw a whiskey bottle into the audience. People were like, "Yeah!" And then we just kind of developed these like hype man like characters where you're like, "You ready to see Flying Molly?" And then just kind of work those into a comedy bit. Like so we had a god. It's
0: kind like of comedy survival. It. Yeah,
1: that's. Because they wanted to kill us. (laughs) At least the flogging Molly guys are cool. Yeah, they were nice. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah, those guys are cool. You did the South by was a great show, but I remember watching, going, they look tired. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Six weeks is a long time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I mean touring is just rough, and you do that a lot, it seems. Yeah, yeah. But but we don't do it like that anymore. Like mm -hmm. we had to uh, for
3: that, and for uh miss march Mm -hmm. we did both of them were six week tours where we were on a bus for six weeks and just um just driving around uh so now what we do is we try to go out for we'll go out for four days Mm -hmm. and then we'll come back for like four days and then go back out for so we we'll just do little clusters like we'll hit four cities in florida go fly back home and then go and we'll hit like the northeast so so you treat it
1: like wrestling yeah that's exactly yeah. how like the WWE works. They you're they're home for three days and then the rest of it they're touring and traveling and working and then they're home for three days. That's awesome. That's you why guys... wrestlers are so happy. <laughs> they're very happy. Yeah. Very happy. And nothing bad ever happens. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> I know you want to say something so horrible, I feel like. No. Because <laughs> everybody's thinking it. Yeah. I don't have to say it. Oh. I don't think anything ever bad has ever happened.
2: <laughs> do you do you guys get along pretty well? Because I I've been in a lot of bands that have toured together and I know how it can People can grate on you, and just the way they, like, breathe can, like, make you go crazy. Yeah. Um, do you guys, for the most part, get along? Yeah, but
3: that happens, too. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the same. I mean, we've been, at this point, we've been doing it for 13 years. So, it's just sort of, that's like, you know, it's just like family members at this point, where, you know, uh, you're like, you you love everybody and uh but you can also be like oh my god i cannot stand you right now but it's fine it's not like you know it's it'll be fine in you know
1: the next day i think now miss march that wasn't white as kids no that was just zach and i yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so but were the other guys involved in it at all
3: no that was that was like a weird thing where um they fox uh atomic which doesn't exist anymore Mm -hmm. Like, they uh, had this script, and they came to us, and they were like, you know, would you guys want to do this script? Um, and, you know, Zach and I were like, not really. Um, but and they were like, you can rewrite, rewrite it. And we were like, oh, okay. So then we, like, rewrote it, but it was based off of this existing script, so we kind of just tried to make it a little more. Our the way to make a
1: movie is a film company just comes to you and says, yeah. hey, do you want to make one? Yeah. And you say, ah, uh, not that one. They go, well, do whatever you want. Yeah, so that's, that's how you do it. I have should, a very good memory. Like, you you so do some like, napkin doodles yeah. and see if you can get into the Met. Yeah, yeah I've been doing, doing everything wrong. <laughs>
3: how you make a nuclear bomb is you just get like a whole bunch of like super like just bombs and put them together. And, like, we're
0: gonna great. We're gonna have to edit that out. Yes. We can't have yeah, that I can't out tell there. <laughs>
1: All my information is just super <laughs> simplified and wrong. Uh, <laughs> just figure it out when it comes to you. Yeah. So there's this Israeli-Palestinian conflict. How are we going to do it? I don't know. Is Trevor around?
3: Okay, you guys you guys are both being like super dicks to each other. Um, We're
0: going to have a little mixer.
3: Yeah, Here's the rule. Everybody has to be nice to everybody. And, you know, no one can have bombs anymore.
0: And let's not talk about religion
3: at a party. Stop
0: talking about yeah. And by the way, neither of
1: you eat pork. Common ground. <laughs> <laughs> Hang out. Have some chicken. Shut up. That's kind of where we need to devolve right now is international talks. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor's here. Let's okay. solve some shit. Yeah, do you want? Yeah, okay. All right, here's what we're gonna
3: do we're gonna put your guys' religious book and your guys' religious book in the same book, and now you guys like the same book, so
1: everybody's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying is it's all about packaging. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the series ends. You guys are doing a movie now, it's in the vein of the Civil War and drugs. Um, is everyone spread out? So you're in LA and here. Yeah, I are you... live in LA. Why is that funny?
2: Sorry, Brad just dumped all this water on himself. <laughs> oh, is that why? And funny? then
1: like looked around to see
2: if anyone saw, it and then saw that I was staring right at him. <laughs> 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 prof- sorry, didn't your sorry, your professionalism. We're like like
0: five years old today. I just thought, <laughs> I feel like
2: that's I'm you every other day. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice to see
1: someone else
0: doing this all morning. This kind of stuff,
1: spilling things on. I,
0: you should have. <laughs> I should I should take my first five emails that I wrote today and, and put them aside for some people to read because they're just silly. I just I was in, in
1: no mood this morning. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Brad thing is we were doing the podcast and some guy came in who was recording here in the studio and he went, hey man, can um, do you mind if I light some incense in the room? And Brad just goes, no, no. In fact, don't light anything on fire ever here or anywhere. Just, no, dude. <laughs> you like that because it sounds exactly like what you would say (laughs) yeah yeah. like what i'd want to (laughs) say incense shouldn't exist so do you all live near each other
3: uh no uh timmy lives in south dakota like you do yeah um darren lives in new york and Mm -hmm. then zach sam and i live
1: in l.a okay so we're in l.a uh, i live in echo park oh very nice yeah very up and coming yeah It's pretty cool. When I lived there, it wasn't. Really? Did you live there? I lived in Las Feliz, um, like, you know, like mid-90s to like early aughts. Okay. You know, about, and Echo Park was where you would go to get heroin and passport photos. Yeah.
3: That's why I moved there. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That's smart. Because I love heroin. And the thing about, if you love heroin, you keep losing your passport.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's very pretty.
3: Yeah. Echo Park is a really
1: nice area. Is that, is that right.
2: near Silver Lake, or is that part of? The, yeah, okay. I live
1: right on the border of okay. like Echo Park and Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of blew up in a nice way, and all these bands started playing in teeny tiny little venues that yeah. got bigger. And it was when that like Silver Sun and Airborne Toxic started coming out. I remember Space Line is what the satellite
2: or something now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. i think it's called something else yeah it's still space oriented okay <laughs> so that you know you're not getting yeah. too
0: confused because yeah. it is it is la yeah you don't want to make any you know yeah. radical changes to confuse people <laughs> the no, <not> present company <laughs> cetera, of
1: course <laughs> now with Comedy central so with the with the album is there going to be a special um, no, I just did the just did the album, just and the I shot a
3: bunch of music videos that were just releasing okay. one at a time. Will like, that go
1: uh, on Comedy Central? Or
3: uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. There's no plans at the moment. Too. Mm. I'd like to, you know, put them all once I have them all done.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, put them into something that could perhaps live, you
1: know, elsewhere besides. Do you write writing. everything by yourself, or do you collaborate with someone? I know with the whitest Kids, but on your stuff, is it just all you?
3: Yeah, I just write the
1: songs myself, and and then you know. Um,
3: the the elegant two they like Mm -hmm. work out a lot of the you know the hooks and instrumentation of everything what's your music background um i just i can play a little bit of guitar but (laughs) not well like we actually i just know chords uh just a couple weeks ago i did a show um in uh in boston where we played the album and the show was on a Wednesday. And then Monday, I was like, oh, I got to learn how to play this, these songs. Uh, so I started like figuring out the, the chords for it. And I, was, <laughs> I realized that I had a show that I was supposed to do the next night. And I was like, I don't even know if I can play guitar and sing at the same time. Cause I like literally never really tried to do that. I've had that point.
2: dream so many times. I was going to yeah.
3: say that so dream. many <laughs> times. Yeah. It was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I was like really Real busy and yeah. doing a bunch of stuff. And then it got to the singer. was like, and I called him was like, oh, how, how is, uh the ticket sales? And they're like, oh, good. We're going to have like a full house. And I was like, okay. Uh, oh, all right. So it goes like, a, is this a, I think that's a,
2: you know. <laughs> at least the album wasn't out yet. So it's like you can make a mistake and no one knows yet.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And I had another guy playing too. Okay. So I turned uh, him up a little <laughs> more than I was turned up.
2: So do you have, have you done stand up at all? Or is that not really your background or?
3: No, I've done, I mean, I've done it, um, but I don't regularly do it like i um yeah i've kind of always been more of a a video sort of guy like i like to just film sketches and put them up
1: and writing the songs do you have a for me comedy songs and having some friends who do it and have talked to people my one critique about comedic songs is that they're always the same length as, like, a regular song, right. quote-unquote pop song or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just think sometimes that's too long Yeah, for that. Well, choruses. Yeah.
3: Uh, so, yeah, you got to change the chorus, the words in the chorus. You got to keep having it mm-hmm. be new jokes, um, or you're just, you know, repeating jokes. Because <laughs> if the whole thing is about the joke, then
1: choruses kind of lose their point. When you write the songs in different genres, as you say, is there, I mean, what music do you gravitate, gravitate towards? What do you like to listen to? Uh, I, I mean, I go through phases, but you know, I'm
3: right now I'm obsessed with uh, Funkadelic. Um, like that's just been yeah. listening to their stuff over and over and over and over again. Like I want to do an album that's like almost a complete like one genre Funkadelic album Uh, just because I think those things are so layered and they have so many different stuff going on in there you can almost have all the different uh, you could do a Funkadelic album and have it feel like you're doing all these genres anyway so that's... uh, And then to be able to say, we'd like a spaceship on stage. Exactly. <laughs> yes. exactly. yeah,
0: And just so you know, you're not going to be able to play bass on that. <laughs> no, no.
2: Record, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just... Please. <laughs> you know what I think is interesting, though? And we've talked about this a lot in the podcast. It's like when you see a comedian, you want to hear new stuff. When you see a band, you want to hear what you know. And you're kind of doing something in the middle. Do you feel like people want to hear new material? Or do they get excited when it's something they recognize? Or does it depend?
3: Yeah, that's a weird thing. I mean, that's like we I don't know. I mean that's something that we constantly talk about within the group because um, whenever we go out on tour, uh, we're like, oh, we should do a whole bunch of new stuff, and then it's sort of like, yeah, but you know, if we do a whole bunch of new stuff, people are gonna, you know, every time we do a show. Uh, people come up afterwards and like, you didn't do this sketch or you didn't do this sketch or you didn't do this sketch. And so, you say,
1: fuck you, you're not in the group. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're already paid, let me alone. So, so like what we end up doing is we do a lot of, we do like the fan favorites, the ones that like have a lot of YouTube hits. And then we'll do some like deep cuts from the show. Cause we have like 500 sketches like from five seasons. Mm-hmm. And then we'll try to work like a couple new things in there. But yeah, you know, uh, but it's weird. Like, cause when we do sketches, like you'll start a line. And then everybody starts laughing or applauding, like because right. they get they get what sketch <laughs> right. is, and so it's weird. It's five hundred yeah.
0: to draw from. That's so that's crazy. Yeah,
3: we do try to make sure that like if we're hitting the same city, like was like we are doing Boston. Uh, we did Boston two, a couple nights ago when we did Boston last year. So we're like, okay, let's not, let's go remember what we did in Boston and make sure that we're doing something different so there's not seeing the exact same show when they come.
1: That's gotta be crazy to have the greatest hits of sketches that people want to see over and over. Right. But that involves you and other people. I don't know. It's, that's, that's, that's exactly like being in a band. Yeah. yeah. And you got a set list
0: with your sketches on. <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, I think that's the way, I mean, we. I think, you know, we always want to try to have some new stuff in there. But, you know, I think uh, you know, I have an old video of, like, Monty Python at the Hollywood Bowl. And it's just its greatest hit stuff, you yep. know, kind of. So, I don't know. But, yeah, we constantly debate whether or not, like, you know, do we have enough new stuff in here? You know, should we be doing more old stuff? That kind of thing. Is
2: it pretty much word for word? Or is there any level of improvisation in the... Yeah, no, we don't do a word
3: for word. Okay. Because then that would just be really boring like uh just for our own sanity right. like we change it up and you know because i mean you, you we, we switch endings you know we kind of we change it within the sketch but you know sometimes we'll keep you know we'll keep the do the sketch but you know try to throw each other off basically try to screw each other up that's fun <laughs> yeah. yeah you try to throw in new lines to make the other that person laugh that you can't
1: do in a band yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You get, you get fired. <laughs> I said C. Yeah, well, threw <laughs> you <laughs> off. Adapt. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna? Uh, you said you played a show with this stuff. Are you gonna tour? Just yeah. you doing these songs?
3: Um, well, I'm actually get a band. I'm uh, yeah. Well, I, I've got um, Sam and Darren mm-hmm. from the troupe They're um, kind of traveling with me on some dates. I'm gonna do five shows in Indiana this weekend. Um, where we're just doing the album, and then you know Sam's playing guitar, and Darren's doing drums, and uh, I'm playing guitar, uh, not as well as <laughs> Sam, and um, so yeah, we're doing that, and then we'll do a couple sketches in between, but it's mostly the music. So. Well, that's super cool. Yeah, it'll be fun.
1: In between that, working on a movie. No, what? So the Fox show's done. Yeah. Okay, done. Yeah. So any of the television shows on the horizon? Um, just this one that I'm
3: you know, this pilot that I'm working on with uh, True TV. Truth, but nothing like, were you doing a character and acting? No, no. no. Mm.
0: So this is hidden cameras, you yeah. said? Is it like candid camera? Do you do anything to yeah.
3: interact? Well, well, I mean, that's the I am kind of, it is, I'm doing characters in this show where basically I'm just pretending to be, you know, we're basically just setting people up in sketches, but they just don't know that they're on in a sketch right. or that they're on television, you know, kind of thing. Right. So,
2: so when that happens, do you have to get them to sign a release after? Yeah or, Okay. Yeah. Does it ever happen where people won't sign it? Yeah. <laughs> do you have like a technique for being
3: like yeah. sign this? Well the thing what we do is um uh with the show is we make sure that it's everybody is uh being set up by a friend of theirs. So it's somebody being like, Oh, I think you should get my buddy, you know, so and so we have them there. So we kind of do this whole bit and then once it gets to the point where they're, you know, really upset uh then we'd be, like, we'd be like a you're on tv and b your friend set you up on this and then all anger is deflected you know now they're just upset at their friend and stuff so so it, while they're yelling you just yeah.
1: put a pen in their hand yeah. and a piece of paper in no front. they
3: literally say like with these type of shows like you have 10 minutes to get them to sign like before you know, before it. like you know get them the contract uh or get them to sign it within 10 minutes wow. um but then but but honestly like you know we've shot two episodes and um, everybody like enjoyed it. Like uh, there was one person who came back and was like, "I regret signing that. Uh, can I have it back?" And we just gave it back to her and said, "Sure. You know, we don't want to use it if, if people are right. not going to. I mean, we don't want to ruin someone's you right. know, day. So
1: well, that's cool. No, we do
3: want to ruin their day. We don't want to oh, ruin you don't. their life. That's oh. what I, was, that's what I <laughs> right,
1: Fair enough. That makes that makes a whole lot of sense." And what's that called, Trevor Moore Show? Um, It's we're still figuring out the title. Okay, yeah, but no, it's not. We'll we'll call (laughs) that. Yeah, (laughs) did you ever put that out on DVD? The old uh, cable access one?
3: No, I don't, because I watch them back, and you're they're kind of embarrassing. Like because I'm like sixteen to like seventeen, so just kind of learning like comedy, and it's like you know,
1: I'm not, I I wouldn't want to put them on. No, (laughs) DVD, no, they're not that great. (laughs) Didn't so when you're doing the group when White Kids first started, it was just met guys randomly at school like did you know anybody beforehand uh no 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 it was just guys that uh we all live in the same dorm that was
3: like it (laughs) like i got a camera what are you doing this weekend (laughs) pretty much yeah yeah that was i was doing stand-up at the ucb Mm -hmm. at an open mic and uh sam was there and we were both like freshmen like it in like first week of september of being in school so, like, no one really knew anybody. You're still trying to make friends. And Sam came up afterwards and was like, I really liked your, you know, stand-up you did. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And so then that's how I knew him. And so I'd run into him every now and then. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of became friends. And he had met Zach. And Zach had met Darren. And then I met Timmy on 9-11, mm-hmm. um, which was the next year. Um, and uh, that's, so, yeah, it was like a weird everybody just kind of living in the same dorm.
1: Very aptly named group. Yeah, <laughs> yep, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> Whole lot of white dudes. <laughs> yep, that's who named you. Wasn't there a story behind that? There's like five stories because no one really agrees on how it happened. Um,
3: I, but the the general consensus is that we were in this period of trying to find a name. And we had a whole bunch of terrible names um, and we couldn't like... It's
0: just like a band. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The whole thing is like a band. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And we couldn't come to a consensus on one. Like we'd we'd try a name out for a little bit and be like, eh, it sucked. And then um, we were doing something really stupid and somebody said to us, uh, you know, you guys are the whitest kids I know. And we were like, okay, that'll work, you Mm -hmm. know. And we all hate that name. Like at this point, like, you know, we like oh, a couple of years in, we were like, I don't like this name anymore. Like, but at that point we had already,
1: you know, been doing it too long to change names. So, Key to a successful band. Have a crappy name that you loathe. Yep. Really? That's true. Foo Fighters much? They hate that name. Oh, <laughs> it it's hate. a bad name. It's a terrible name.
3: Radiohead <laughs> is one of the worst band names I can think of. Like, you know, that's a, that's a, or the Beatles is a terrible, Beatles with an A. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I interviewed Matt Skiba yesterday. Uh-huh. And he was talking about the new Alkaline Tree record, and he said they almost called it The Rhythm is Gonna Get You Killed.
1: <laughs> Them and the puns, <laughs> pun- I
2: was like, did you have any other good puns? Because it's called, uh, uh, my, what's it called? Something, my aim is true, but there's a word is different. Oh. Probably my, probably my wound is true if it's met.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's something that really dark. But, yeah, I thought the I think, rhythm is going to get you killed. It's that's funny. very funny. Well, they had that one record, The Agony and the Irony. Yeah. And I was like, what's that from? And they went, oh, we're making fun of Ebony and Ivory. And I went, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Damnesia. Yeah. yeah.
2: They got some... Yeah, they like puns.
1: They're not going to be able to do any better than the record, God Damn It. They're just... There's nothing. They're not going to be able, <laughs> that's able to... That's <laughs> too. Such a good record, too. That's an interesting thing. I saw them... To segue back into what you do when you tour, is... They'll play, like, a record all the way through. Yeah. Have you guys ever done a sketch show where it's, like, this was one episode of White is Kids and just no, no, blazed no, no, through no. it? I saw the Pixies do that. Um, they took a
3: sketch show and they just did all the way through. Wow. <laughs> yeah. it was,
1: it Frank was a, Black is very funny. Yeah. 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 They could pull it off. Yeah. <laughs> they could do anything.
3: No, but I saw them do all of Doolittle once and it was really uh. cool because it's, like, all in order and you're, like, and then it goes into that song and they did it. That's cool. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I
1: don't like track six. Gonna yeah. pee. Go to yeah. Go to the bathroom. <laughs> I think I I like how bands do that now. Do yeah. like album tours and things. I remember the first band I heard doing it was Cheap Trick years ago, and they just moved into the Roxy in L. A. and would do a different album a night. You know, right? That's awesome. Which meant what one one hit a night, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Though I've seen some and they're
2: great, and then I've seen some and I'm like ha- halfway through, so I'm like, hi, yeah. There's a last song, songs I, I forgot about that I don't like. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That they usually don't play.
0: Yeah, that's the only downside of that. It's got to be the right band and the right album.
1: Yes. But you also know when you write a record that there's going to be at least two songs on there, you're not going to play live. Ever. Right. In yeah. your career. So I imagine that's the same with filming a sketch, yeah. like taking a sketch that you've edited and put together. You're not going to be able to do that on stage. Have you had to do that to translate them to performing? Um, oh, yeah.
3: Like we, uh, we, you know, when we did the first season of the show, there was all these sketches that we had been doing for years on stage that we were like well half of these we can't use you know because they'll just be they're not you know right for television mm-hmm. and then there's all these sketches that we've done um you know on the show that we would love to do uh live but there's just too, it takes place in too many locations cuz you know you're cutting around and stuff so the pirate
1: sketch live
3: is Hilarious. Oh yeah!
1: Hilarious! Yeah, yeah. That was an old. That was the live one first that we adapted yeah. for the show. I yeah. saw it. That's when I saw it. South by. Oh yeah. That I could see from all the tall people like you who stood in front of me. Right. And I'm not short. <laughs> Very annoying. Stand to the damn back. We talked about this. Yeah. Never Again. go to a Ween show. Yeah. Never go to a ween all show. all tall fans. All tall people. It's huh. <laughs> <That's> interesting. <laughs> yeah.
3: I wonder what that is. I don't know. That's I why th- I've been to a Ween show. I like. Yeah. Ween see. Of I course I you have. You're, you're tall. Have tall. Yeah. Yeah. I saw
1: Ween. But I was. I guess maybe.
2: I don't know. Did
1: they break I up? I think they broke up. Okay. They broke up, or they just yeah. said these are oh. our real names.
2: Yeah. yeah. They're a pretty good band. <laughs> they were fun.
1: I, I yeah. saw them open for Foo Fighters. Oh, really? Years ago. Yeah. And who opened for them? Jawbreaker. So why did I go? It <laughs> <That's> their first <laughs> door. <laughs> Tons of fun. So I'm um, playing Indiana, five shows this weekend. And you sound very busy. Yeah. Which, Which is, is good. Which cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Busy working. Mm-hmm. So with all these songs finished, this is it just concentrating on. This album, these tours, or are you constantly writing new material?
3: Uh yeah, I'm like writing stuff,
1: you know, to put
3: like out another one, um, mm-hmm. another album. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, right now I'm just trying to, you know, make sure this one launches right. So mm-hmm. just trying to
2: tweet and Facebook and yeah. Vine and all sorts of <laughs> What do your parents think of the album?
3: They don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, showed I did a song about the Pope. And um, that was the only thing I had done when I went back for Christmas. So they're like, "We want to hear something from it," and I showed it to them, and it ruined Christmas. <laughs> but they're evangelicals; so they don't like the Pope. I know, but they still—I don't know. I guess they have a soft spot for them, too. Like you know, they just didn't like uh, you know they
1: lump them in. Was this the previous Pope Pope Benedict? Pope, yeah, Pope B, Pope, pope, pope B the D, Pope B. <laughs> yeah, yep. Because Pope Be quit. Quit.
0: He heard it. He heard your
3: song. He was like, <laughs> he he fucked he's him like, he's like, you got me. It I'm worked, out. man. i <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> now
1: we got. Now we got Pope Frank. Yeah.
3: Who's? I think. Who knows what this guy
1: is? But you know,
3: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a Nazi at any point in his life. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's an improvement. That's you know. But he is from Argentina. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's oh, yeah.
0: true. So, so he harbored him.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout your career, has that been difficult with your parents? Like, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I mean. It's okay. It's like they don't like the stuff, but I
3: think at this point they're pretty good at separating it. They're like, well, okay, we're not going to like what he does, so we'll just not talk about it. Um, they uh, they used to be like, you know, I'd put, you know, when our sketches would go up online on YouTube, like my dad would call me and be like, so I flagged a whole bunch of your sketches on YouTube for being inappropriate like that. <laughs> and then you'd go on being be like,
1: how are you doing? Like, you know, kind of <laughs> like, so. <laughs> it's interesting. They... <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird thing because, you know, I come from, you know, a Southern Baptist mother and mm-hmm. an NRA retired military father who might not like anything, but they, like, support you. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. like They're like,
0: probably proud. They're probably yeah, proud. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: you're they're successful like they're doing that something. you're not coming to them
3: for money.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> they're probably proud that you're so successful. They just... <laughs> I mean, it's like a band. No, you're never going to have a band that your parents... Are gonna like unless the Beatles tribute band? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> and
2: right.
1: that's hard to play.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and you're not a Satanist, so right, that's
1: yeah. good. Or are you? No, no, nope. No. I've uh, if I break something, I cop up to it. Like I, <laughs> like, I don't blame it on a demon. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> growing up, growing up with that kind of like hardcore religious background, does that you know draw you towards any kind of faith-based thing, or just kind of push away? You mean like material? No, I just mean, like, you know, as growing up with, like, such people who are just severe believers, right? you know, you get to a point where you're like, ah, I'm gonna... I don't know. You just kind of, like,
3: I just, like, I have no idea what's going on. Right. <laughs> like, can anybody who says they know what's going on? I'm like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, you know, I, like, anyone who really thinks they know what happens when you die, I'm just like, that's insane.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any kind of certainty about something you can't see... Not really by That's it. insanity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the name of the record? Uh, drunk Text to Myself. Just keeps
3: getting better. <laughs> <laughs> right. I do a song. You know Reggie Watts? Yes. Uh, not personally, but oh. I've seen him a yeah. bunch. Yeah, I do. A, uh, he does the title track with me. Um, the Drunk Text. And I just took a whole bunch of uh, text messages that I sent myself when I'm drunk. I took real ones. And I just uh, took them from a six-month period of time. And then Reggie like beatboxed under it.
0: So you really... Texted yourself. Oh, yeah, I
3: do it all the time. Like, because if I'm drinking, I'm like, oh, reminder. Here's a reminder of something to do. It's like basically my refrigerator magnet kind of thing. And so, but then I wake up the next day and I look at it. I'm like, what what does that mean? Like, uh, (laughs) so I was like, took a bunch of the weirder ones. Fist Beaver. What does that mean? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Fist Beaver. Did you just come up
1: with that? I just came up with the band name. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah.
3: There's two ones on the the song that are band names. Uh, Like, one of them is was like uh i had a text i woke up one morning and said uh dwarf cooter would be a great band name and um and then and then i had another one which was which was fat girls
1: taking dumps would be a great band name uh maybe <laughs> i would buy a t i would buy a t-shirt <laughs> the mistake you made there is that's an album title fat girls taking dumps yeah. by yeah. dwarf cooter yeah, yeah yep. exactly yep see so there you go that right on so what you need to do now is just go to Atlantic Records and say, hey, I think I can start a band. And they'd go, all right. And then I'd just start humming the song. So someone goes like,
3: da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Plop. <laughs> I have this great idea for a t-shirt that I think we can spin into a band.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's Mr. Moore. Uh, the aforementioned Trevor Moore. His album, Drunk Text and Myself, is in store right now and in stores, not in store. Um but he might be doing an in-store. I have no idea. So he's on tour, tells us all kind of wonderful things. Very cool having him here and also having him tower over us. I always forget how tall Trevor is.
2: Yeah, he's tall. Tour a- Moore store. What? <laughs> like all these words were rhyming and I was trying to think of is Isn't another it funny one? though oh.
0: how you some I was just thinking about this recently, how there's some people that when you think of them, you think like, oh, yeah, that's a tall person. And other people – like you don't think about it until they actually walk in the room and you're like, jeez, I, f- I didn't re- – I forgot. how." And even people that I know really well, people that I know really well, like I- I'll totally f- – I will not think about their height until they walk in. I'm like, jeez, have you always been this much taller than me? <laughs> But then there are people that you just think about as being big.
1: Like Tom Cruise like and Sylvester Stallone. No, I'm talking about small. people that you
0: actually relate that you actually physically come in contact with.
1: Maybe I do, you don't know me. <laughs> you know what I'm all about. I could you... be on Scientology gun message boards constantly. I think that you might be. I might just be. I'm not. I'm not. But if you want to get on a message board, we don't have one. We do have mm-hmm. a Facebook. We will page. never have a message board. No, we won't. God internet comments uh facebook.com slash going off track that's where you can email us or write a comment if you will which would be great goingofftrack.com has all the episodes and a magical button that's not magic it's run by digits and a mouse you can hit it and you can donate money to our cause if you enjoy it or not if you just dig listen to the stuff that's cool too no it's not give us money no it's not do whatever we just do this for fun no we like to support ourselves money yeah We're also at going off track on Twitter. We'll, you know, we'll throw in some fun things every once in a while. And yeah, man, what else? Scalloped frets. Scalloped frets. Paul Gilbert. It's our new band, man. To be with you. (laughs) Fade out to Mr. Big.